Hey fam, hello, hello, hello family. I am here with a word, okay? I'm going to get right into this word, okay? God is saying that we are going on a journey. Here at Within Her Beauty, we are going on a journey, okay? Now, all the people that the Lord has led to me, you coming on this journey with me, sis. And one thing God is telling us in this season is don't start complaining. Don't start complaining. It's not time to complain. It's time to put on your big girl drawers, your big girl shoes, and we about to get to it. We about to get down to the nitty gritty of things, okay? And the Lord led me to Numbers chapter 21, verse 4. And it says, Then the people of Israel set out on Mount Or, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with the long journey, and they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness, they complained. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink, and we hate this horrible manna. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died. So what the Lord is saying, in your complaining, he, he, God sees that as evil when you're sitting there and you're complaining about how he is providing for you. You you saying you're tired of what the Lord is providing. The Lord is providing you manna because you're in your season with God's just trusting you with manna. That's his way he's coming to you is through the manna. So whatever the manna is in your life, God is saying, stop complaining. Then you wonder why you walk around with this dark cloud over your head. He said, because you keep complaining. He said, you keep throwing that one admission pity party. And he said, it's time to stop. It's time for you to be thankful. I have you in this wilderness and I'm, I'm having you walk around this wilderness because I'm trying to show you that it is I who is sustaining you. So the Lord says, stop that complaining because the snakes is going to keep on biting. You are giving them snakes access to bite you when you open your mouth and a complaint come out. God wants to know, would you worship him even in the bad times? Even in the bad times, will you praise him? Will you worship him? Will you glorify his name? That is what God is looking for. It says the Lord sent the snakes. So the Lord allowed the snakes to come because he was proving a point. So if you having snake bites in your life, you walking around and you, you got all these different issues and you seeming like you ain't never catching a break and you know that you just complaining. I'm here to tell you that God is allowing that snake to bite you because you are complaining about how he is providing for you. He said you are being ungrateful. Everybody's not blessed with the manner that you have. Everybody isn't getting water from the rock like you can. Mm. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. 
So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to the pole to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. So what God is saying in this season in your life, he's saying right now, come to me in repentance. He said, all who look to me, all who look to Jesus will be healed. But God is saying it's time for you to to soften your heart. It's time for you to praise him no matter the circumstance. He is the same God who is providing the manna. He is the same God who promised you your milk and honey. But he is saying, can I trust you with the manna? How can I give you the milk and honey if I can't even trust you with the manna? Surely you'll turn your back on me once I give you this milk and honey. He said, will you still worship me? I'm looking down to see who will still worship me even when the promise hasn't come to pass. Will you still worship Will you still come to me or will, will you turn your back from me? See, that's what God is trying to show you in your land. He's trying to show you right now that if he blessed you, what you was asking for, you wouldn't even appreciate it because you can't even appreciate how he is providing for you in this circumstance. You're not even appreciating. You're complaining. Mm. Come to him with a repentant heart. Come to him with a repentant heart. The Lord is saying, a lot of you are looking back at your past, child. And you're thinking you had it better back there. Those, those things you were bound in. The alcohol, the drugs, the pills, the, the sex, the, the food, the everything you could think of. Everything you've made an idol, your money, everything you had as an idol, everything that was controlling you. God has set you free from it. And then you looking back. Thinking you had it better back then. I want to tell you something. The devil is a liar. You did not have it good back in Egypt. Before the Lord came and pulled you out of that pit, child. You were not living your best life. Really, you were dead until he raised his hand. Till he lowered his hand and resurrected you, child. You wasn't even living your best life. You on your way to your best life. And that's why God is saying you got to change your perspective. Mm. I want to take you. Hold on. I want to take you to. Luke 17. We're going to go to Luke 17. Verse 32. And it says, okay, I want to take you to verse 31. On that day, a person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pet. A person out in the field must not return home. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. He said, if you cling on to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. Listen, you want to cling on to them things of the past, child, you're going to lose your life. If you're going to cling on to that past, if you're not going to let God do a good work in you, if you're not going to let him bring this work that he started in you to an end, child, if you do not surrender to him, child, you are going to lose the very life that you think that you have. He is trying to do something new in your life. 
but you cling it onto the past. He said, remember what happened to Lot's wife? Remember what happened to her? She turned back and turned into a pillar of salt, child. I can take you there. It's Genesis chapter 19 real quick. Genesis chapter 19. This is when the Lord was coming to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And I'm going to read you starting at verse 1. That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city, the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. Child, let me tell you something real quick before I keep going. Lot didn't even understand that the angels came because Abraham was over there interceding for Lot. He knew what was about to happen. And Abraham was interceding for Lot. And the angels appeared because of the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Because of the favor that was over Abraham's life, he was able to save a lot. And when you looking back at the past child, you not realizing all that you are about to lose looking back. You got people warring on your behalf. You got people praying for you. And then you looking back for what, child? The prayers of the righteous have set you free. Stay free, child. Stay free. Because I'm telling you, let me keep reading. He said, you may then get up early in the morning and be, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh, no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast. And they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot. Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. Child, listen. And this wicked generation worse than Sodom, child. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone for they are my guests and under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider. And now he's acting like our judge will treat you far worse than those other men. Mm. And they lunged toward Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house and bolted the door. They blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house. So they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? They asked, get them out of this place. Your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, and anyone else, for we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great. It has reached the Lord and he has sent us to destroy it. Child, you don't understand that where God pulled you out from, those people that you still see in that land and they just partying, drinking, they just turn, right? You think they turn. God is about to destroy that city. God is about to destroy them people. And he pulled you out. And 
That's why he's saying, what are you complaining for? Do you, do you understand that I have chosen you? Do you understand that I have set you apart? Do you understand that I didn't let you stay in the land? That land is about to be destroyed. Don't look back. Don't start complaining. But thank God, rejoice. Yeah, you might not have everything that you that you asked the Lord for. It might not be coming the way that you thought it was going to come. But guess what? He has provided. Guess what? You're not hungry. You got manna. You don't like the manna, but you ain't hungry. Guess what? You might you might not want the water from the rock, but guess what? He's providing water to, to, for your thirst. Sometimes, child, listen, you got to make it do what it do. Let me give you a little side story real quick. Because I've learned, I've learned how to live in little and how to live in lack. And let me tell you something. I'll be sitting there with, with what I think is nothing to eat, child. Mm, perfect example. Tonight. I got to go food shopping. So I'm looking at my kitchen like it's nothing to eat. No, it was just nothing that I really felt like cooking. But I had food, right? And the Lord, I was like, I'm hungry. And the Lord was like, you better go make you something to eat. This is the Holy Spirit said, you, you better go make you something to eat. I provided, didn't I? And you know what? I said, show you right. And I came, I became very creative. And me and my kids, we was in here. We was eating good, child. We was eating good. And guess what? You got, that just shows you, you got to work with what you're giving. It might not be what you want. You might not have a taste because I made spaghetti and meatballs, child. And like a little bit, like a little bootleg version of, um, chicken parmesan for my kids because I had like with my intentions was to make the chicken nuggets into like little chicken parmesan child I was real creative I was very creative child but the, the more <laughs> the more of the story is right that you gotta be thankful for what you got it might not been what you wanted you know, I had taste for some pizza. I wanted some pizza, but guess what? I ain't had pizza here. I did have what I needed, though, to make me some spaghetti and meatballs, child. And it, it made it do what it do, and it was scrumptious. You, God is just looking at you. He's like, listen, you going to work with that hand I dealt you or no? Are you going to complain? Are you going to sit there and stay hungry because you're being ungrateful for how I provided for you? Child, listen, I'm telling you the truth. God will sit there and he'll watch. He watches how a person is, is handling what he gave them. And I mean, the parable with, with the servants and the talents, he watched what they did. He went away. He came back to see what they done. And the one that didn't do nothing with what the Lord had gave him, he called him a wicked and lazy servant. So God is like, I want you to work with what I gave you. Stop complaining and work with what I gave you. I want to provide, but first I want to trust you in this. Can I trust you in this? Can I leave you here and can you multiply what I gave you? Mm, child, let me say it again. He said, can I trust you in what I've already gave you? Can I leave you in this situation and can you multiply it? Listen, Joseph was in a prison, child, but he still had his gift in prison. And guess what? 
in him in being in prison, he was able to multiply what the Lord gave him because he wasn't sitting there complaining like this is some jacked up stuff. How the Lord going to send me here? No, he was in there being the best worker it was. He was ahead of all the other prisoners, child. He was in there telling people dreams. And guess what? Him working diligently with what the Lord gave him was able to set him free. He was able to get out of prison. He was able to make head over, over Egypt, child. So are you working what God has given you? Stop complaining. We don't got time to complain, sis. We got, we got big kingdom moves. We got kingdom assignments. It is a calling over your life. And you can't be just sitting here complaining because it's not looking like how you wanted it to look. Let me tell you something. Let me hit you with the worldwide. With God, it's never going to look like how you wanted it to look. It's not going to. Because if, if it did... That's just not how God rolls. Like his ways is nothing like your ways. His thoughts is nothing like your thoughts. His thoughts is higher than yours. He says, so that the heavens is higher than the earth. So my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. He says that he will do a thing that you can't even think or imagine, child. You can see yourself in one place, but God is saying that's still too low. You might see yourself being a seven-figure seven entrepreneur, and God is saying still higher. I'm thinking, I'm thinking billionaire. I'm thinking trillionaire. That's how God thinks you think too little. So you got to stop complaining. The scraps that one thing I've learned about the Lord, child, and I had to learn this, is when you got a heavy calling on your life, God really is going to strip you. He's going to humble you, child, because he wants you to understand that despite it all, he is your source. He is all that you need. Child, when I tell you the Lord had stripped me of everything. Child, I barely got to keep my edges. They here though, they here, but they listen. It was it was it was they was almost not, but they here, they here, don't worry. It's just got edges. But I'm just saying. He took me down to the new growth. He kindly took them, 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 um, them tracks back. He took them bundles back. He took them nails back. Child, he took them finances. He took my car. Child, he, I, got, I had the bare minimal, and I had to learn how to work with it. I had to learn how to work with the hand I was dealt, child. I had to learn how to make a dollar out of 15 cents. I don't know how it's possible, but the but God made it possible, child. I seen how He could do two fish and five loaves. I've seen it because He does it in my life. And what I learned in that whole situation is, no matter what, just like Job, can I just expect good things from the hand of the Lord and not nothing bad? That's not real love. That's not real. That's not, you don't got to be loyal. There's no loyalty when things is going your way. I need to be loyal to you even when it's not going the way that I thought it was going to. When you promise me a thing and I'm in the opposite side of the promise, it's not looking like this promise is showing up. My loyalty is tested then. That's how I can prove to God now that I'm loyal when I'm in lack. So when I get to abundance, I'm surely not going to forget about him because I was loyal to him in the lack. That's what God is looking for. And you sitting there complaining, he just, you just showing him that you're not loyal. And I, I, I'll be real with you. 
Who you want on your side? You want somebody on your side that's going to turn on you the moment that that things don't go their way? Or do you want somebody that's going to be rock steady with you, that's going to keep it 10 toes down with you when you in the trenches? Which one do you want? I want somebody that's going to ride with me through the trenches. You feel me? If the Lord strike me and everybody flee, I'm going to know, okay, you wasn't a real one. But if the Lord strike me and people still sitting there with me, Y'all some real ones. Like, we, you, you gonna just sit here, you, we gonna just sit here in the burlap and ashes together? All right, you, all right. I'm gonna remember you when I get up. But see, that's why you gotta stop complaining. Stop complaining. Once you stop complaining, once you change your perspective, that snake will stop biting you. But you keep on complaining. You, you keep on glorifying these snake bites. You keep on saying, I had it better back in Egypt. I need you to stop doing that. You were a slave. You were bound. And the son has set you free. And let me tell you something. As the word of God says, if the son sets you free, you are truly free indeed. You're free. Your loyalty is being tested. I need you to think about how you are handling this right now. Are you being loyal? Are you keeping your toes 10 toes down? Is you riding what the Lord said? If he gave you a promise, if he said he's about to, he's about to bless you. If he said that he is about to make your life abundant. If he said he's about to heal you. And even if it don't look like it, are you going to remain loyal? Are you going to say, praise God? Are you still going to praise him in that very spot? Stop complaining. I need somebody in here to stop complaining about how you don't have this and you don't have that and start praising God that at least you do have something. Child, you might be thinking you're losing your mind, but you haven't lost it yet. Praise God for it. Listen, you might not be able to afford your, the clothes that you want, your designers and stuff right now. But praise God that you ain't walking around these streets butt naked. Praise them. Praise God. You might not have a car that you want right now. But praise God that you got two legs that can walk. You better praise them for what you do have. What's in your hand? Mm, let me tell you something. When you have to live off a little, it changes your perspective. God will let you get this low so you'll never come back to being this low again. And that's true. That, that's, that, that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. God is letting you get this low in your life so you'll never get this low again. Child. I've been down to counting pennies. I ain't never getting that low again, counting pennies. Girl, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. Looking around my house seeing why I can go return or go sell because I need to go get some. I'm never getting this low again. God will let you stay there till you get sick of it, till you really get sick of where you're sitting at. He'll let you sit there. And I tell you the truth. He had to let me sit there in my mess until I was like, all right, it's too nasty down here. I'm, I, I had to have that epiphany, like the prodigal son. I had to sit there with the pigs and I had to look at the pies and them pies were starting to look good to me. And then I 
had to have that epiphany, like, wait a minute, wait a minute now. My, the, the servants in my father's house is well taken care of. So what about me, his daughter? But I, I listen, I had to think about that child. I had to change my perspective. And guess what the Lord did when I changed my perspective? He blessed me. Mm. So I know he'll do it for you. Don't despise the season of lack, but allow your this season of lack to teach you something. Allow this, this rock bottom, allow yourself to hit rock bottom so you can realize how hard it feels when you hit there. So then you'll never go back. And let me even hit you with something else. Once you've been at the bottom, you bear witness with people that's at the bottom when you're at the top. You can't forget where you came from. So you, you push the, key, the kingdom even harder, child. The Lord wants to bless you to be a blessing. So he lets you go through what other people went through. So you can bear witness with these people. You ain't going to look, look at these people and not understand what they're going through. God is allowing you to go through these things so you can have compassion. Mm, stop complaining. Um, it says, so Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiance's quick get out of the city the lord is about to destroy it but the young man thought it was he was only joking at dawn the next morning the angels became insistent hurry they said to lot take your wife and your two daughters who are now who are here get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city so god is saying listen if you want to go back to egypt if you go back in there you're going to get swept away with them people in egypt if you want to go back to partying and drinking and fornicating and being a glutton and doing all them other things he said you go back you're going to be destroyed with that city so if you happen to turn back and you start missing them things, guess what? That's the very thing that's going to destroy you. You're going to be stuck there. You better keep your focus ahead. When Lot, uh, when Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters, and they rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives, and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains, or you will be swept away. I'm telling you, the Lord has set you free. You better run from your life. Get as far away from your, your past. Get as far away from Egypt. Get as far away from that city as possible, child. Because the Lord is not playing. He brought you out. But it's your choice if you want to remain out. That's your choice. Mm. You hear my kids slamming doors like they pay bills? Mm-hmm child y'all know i'm about to get them but i'm gonna wait until i finish this <clears throat> it say um and escape to the mountains or you will be swept away oh no my lord lot big you have been so gracious to me and saved my life and you have shown us such great kindness but i cannot go to the mountains disaster would catch up to me there and i would soon die See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said. I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village, but hurry, escape to it, for I can, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. 
This explains why the village is known as Zor, which means little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with all the other cities and the villages of the plain, wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. She got stuck. Shorty's still there as we speak. She stuck. Looking back, she remained stuck. And I need you to get this. You looking back and thinking, oh, I had it better in Egypt, has you bound. It has you stuck. You're stuck. Because you're wavering. You have a divided loyalty. You complaining that your loyalty is divided. You despising the hand of God, what he's doing in your life. You are, are being disloyal. You stuck. That's why you can't get out of this situation because you stuck there. Because you won't just appreciate what God has done. You only looking at the negatives. Okay. You might be eating manna every day. But at least you eat in. God could have let you go hungry. He could have let you starve. What are you What are you complaining about in your life? And ask God to reveal his glory in that. Mm. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm going to take you to... Um... Let me take you to, give me a second. We are going to go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 13. I know verse 12. And this is called pressing toward the goal. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we have already made. He said, we got to hold on to the progress we've made. Why are you despising what you've came from? Look at what you have overcome. Look at the mountains that have already been uprooted in your life. Look at the things that you thought was impossible that God made possible already. Hold on, hold on to that. Um, he said that he he said 
in verse 13, no dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. God is calling you. He's saying, come higher, come higher, come deeper, come farther, come follow me. He said, I've prepared this place for you and it's ready. I said, I will come and get you when it was ready. And he said, it's ready. Follow me. Forget the past. Don't hold on to them things. You got to forget the former things. And look forward to what lies ahead. Be excited about in the morning what new territory you are going to gain today. What new territory lies ahead. God is giving you this whole land of fertile ground. I need you to forget Egypt. I need you to get that mind of a slave up out of there. Can I was, it's this book. And it's basically called How to Break a Slave, right? I have read an excerpt out of it. And it was talking about, like, slavery. And the one thing that the slave master would do, first step into making a person a slave, is you got to break them mentally. And once you break them mentally, you got them. Right? And in your past, you were broken mentally. So then when you got the crumbs... When you would get the scraps off the floor, you thought it was good. You you were happy with it. You were content with the scraps. And now God is saying, come sit at the king's table. Them scraps ain't for you. Them scraps is for the dogs. Them scraps ain't yours. I made you a steak. I made you a filet mignon. You don't want it. Now you don't want the filet mignon because you're so used to the scraps. You're so used to them crumbs. You got to renew your mind. You, you, have, you have a mind that has been conformed to this world. And now you need God to transform you into this new creation by renewing your mind. That mentality that you have right now, you can't take this into the land full of milk and honey. You got to allow the Lord to renew it. And as God renews your mind, you are going to see... Go, you're going to be going from glory to glory. You're going to just be seeing God's hand in your life. You got to put on the mind of Christ and know that nothing is impossible with God. He said, humanly speaking, it's impossible. But with God, all things is possible. Child. You got to forget the past and keep pressing the mark. To get this heavenly prize. Things aren't going to go from A to B to C when you following the Lord. Three plus three is not six in the kingdom. Three plus three is just abundance. Like child, three plus three is infinity in the kingdom. And he shows you that with two fish and five loaves. How does that make human sense that he was able to feed a multitude with leftovers with two fish and five loaves but he was showing the kingdom of heaven that there's no such thing as lack in the kingdom so if you got to look at your life and you got to say where is the lack and that's where i need to go seek ye first 
before you put your hand in it, go seek ye first the kingdom. Mm, remember when they came to Jesus and they was questioning him about the taxes? And he was like, well, go down there. It's going to be a fish. The fish going to open his mouth. It's going to be a coin. Go pay the taxes. Give the Caesar to Caesar with the Caesars. That's the kingdom way of thinking. But you know, when you humanly thinking, now you think, oh, how am I going to get this money for this, this, and that? You just ask God, where am I going to go get it at? Where, where, where did, what have you set up for me to be able to get to where you have told me? Child, Jesus said he only do what he hears his father tell him to do. He only does what he sees his father doing. So if I see Jesus making abundance out of something to me that looks like lack, I'm going to do what he doing, child. I'm going to go pray to my heavenly father and thank him for all he does. And then receive what he has. That is what God looking for. You living in lack because your prayer life is in lack. You having a famine because your prayer life is a famine. Child, I could preach all day, child. I'm being real with you. I'm being real with you. Wherever you don't like in your life, that's because you ain't seeking ye first the kingdom. You seeking yourself. So, Lord, if there's anything else you want to say, you can use my vessel, Father God, in the name of Jesus. But I'm a prayer. Father God... In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you for your provision, Father God. I thank you that you are ready to act on our behalf, Father God. And I thank you for your patience with us, Lord. I thank you for the mercy you give us, Father. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your wisdom, Father God. I thank you for your splendor. But Lord, I'm praying for your child receiving this word, Lord. I'm praying that in that lack that she is experiencing, Father, show her how you still have provided, Father God. Lord, I'm praying, Father, that she will begin to seek your kingdom and you begin to show her how you just can give anything abundance, Father God. It just only depends on her faith. What does she believe you for, Father God? I pray you would exceed her expectations as your word says, Father. Do what only you can do, Father God. Show off so your name can get the glory, Lord. Do a miracle in her life that all she can do is and say is, God, but God. Lord, give her a but God moment. I pray that she has a repentive heart from the complaining, Father God. And prepare her, Father, the best way she could be prepared to receive this abundance that you were sending her way. And it's in your name that I pray. It's in your name that I give all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Child, you just got to give God space to move. Trust them. Trust them. God will work with what you got. When he was at the wedding at Cana, they had jars and they had water. He said, fill up the jars. He'll use what you got and multiply it. When you think that something's running out, God will show you, no, it's not. Just like the woman 
the widow who thought she was about to lose everything. Remember, she and, and I think she thought her sons was about to get sold off or whatever. And um, Elijah came to her and told her to fill up the jars with the olive oil. And the Lord gave her just enough olive oil to go sell it. And then she had enough, didn't she? That's the guy that I serve. All you got to do is say, Lord, what do I do? Will you trust God with your last? Remember the lady. This is another one. Remember the lady. She only had enough flour and oil to um, make some bread in her. She was planning to die. But what happened? She trusted God with her last. I'm telling you, my God is more than able. He is more able and he more willing than you think he is. What do you have? What do you have? God will multiply. I, I, I decree and declare today that when you trust God with your last, he will multiply it in the name of Jesus. But will you bring your last to him? Will you let him be Lord over your last? Will you trust him with all that you have? Will you trust him when all you got left is two fish and five loaves? Will you trust that he will provide for you? Let him show you the kingdom. In the kingdom, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> what he will do. Child, I'm telling you the truth. You just got to do it. Just do it. Just like Jesus' mom said at the wedding of Canaan. She said, just do whatever he tell you. Do whatever he tells you. He said, go fill up them jars. Don't argue with him about filling up them jars. Go fill up them jars. He about to make some new wine, child. And this is going to be the best thing you have tasted thus far. Trust him. Give him time. Give him his time. Be intimate with him. Allow him to show you his ways. He is humble and gentle at heart. Then he said, come to me. You who are weary and heavy laden with burdens. He said, take my yoke upon you. He said, allow me to teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, child. He said, the yoke I give to you is easy and my burden is light. That's all he trying to do is just take it from you. But you just, you just be wrestling with him. You just be like, you be just wrestling with God like Israel, like Jacob. Just surrender it and let God bless you. And I want you to understand that when you let go, mm, it's like that song, let go and let God, child. He said, as soon as I start worrying, worrying how the story ends, when I let go and I let God, let God have his way. He said, that's when things start happening. When I stop looking at back then. Child, that's a banger right there. When you let go and you let God, he will blow your mind. And it's not, the, the enemy wants to trick your mind and make you think that it's going to be a long time. But God is saying, if you just give me your hand, he said, if you will just follow me, I will make your life unrecognizable to you. And it won't take me long, child. It won't take long. Yes, it took long in your pruning process and you being purified because the Lord was saying he was removing these things away from you. He was taking off the things that don't bear fruit. He had pruned you so you can bear even more fruit. And he says the time is coming when he's ready to show you off. 
The Lord ain't just make you fruitful for you just to stay there. He making you fruitful so people can taste and see that the Lord is good. He gonna let people taste the fruit that he has planted in you. Who child, I can keep going, but I'm going I'm 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 to let you go right here. I'm going to let you go right here. But I just love you so, 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 so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Also, you already know we about to do our um little little disclaimer or whatever you want to call this. Um, you can go follow me at Within Her Beauty Ministries on Instagram. My Facebook is Within Her Beauty. Um, my Twitter is Within Her Beauty. What else? Um, if you need to email me. My email is withinherbeauty at gmail.com. If you want to book me, it's bookings.withinherbeauty at gmail.com. Um, what else? If you would like to support and become a supporter of Within Her Beauty podcast, the link is down below. It's like 99 cent. You can do 499. You can do 999 child. Whatever you do. Or if you don't, if you get zero zero zero, it don't matter. You still gonna be blessed in the name of Jesus. Um what else? Is there anything else? So I feel like I'm forgetting something, Lord. Within her beauty's website is dropping very soon. Like within like that. I'm hoping within like the next week or so. And maybe like next week is going to drop because this is probably coming out on Tuesday. So I think today's Friday. So I'm a little ahead of the game, <laughs> but I'm trying to keep these things banging for you. You feel me? Because God's doing something new. So um, hopefully I'll be dropping the website next week. Um, I have merch and also we have Within Her Beauty's um, meetup, which is Within Her Meetup. And that's just a, basically a one-on-one, a, co- a coaching session. Book you with me in like we Jesus and Nicodemus. You feel me? Like, like you can do that, okay? If you feel like you need to just have some coaching in your life, go ahead and do that, sis. Um, Lord, is that it? I feel like I did I done did it. Um, be on the lookout for, we're going to start going live on Patreon and YouTube, even Instagram and Facebook very soon. I'm just trying to get everything together, like all the equipment and everything. So just give you some time. This will probably happen like towards the end of this summer, but God is saying it's time to like, be out there, out there, like going hard, hard, because it's time to take over. Okay, so make sure you follow me on all those platforms. So when your sis be posting and going live, you will see it and you can be in the midst and we can, well, it really going to be face to face, but you're going to get to look at me. Okay, you get to look at God's beautiful creation. You get to see that she is fearfully and wonderfully made, child. Okay, so... You can be blessed by that. <laughs> and I'm trying to see. So, yeah. Oh, my cash app. Cash app at Dollar Sign Within Her Beauty. If you would like to donate, that would be swell. If not, that's okay, too. Listen, it's all fine. It's all good, okay? I know the secret to surviving in any situation, and that's Jesus Christ. 
But one thing the Lord said to me, he said, you have not because you ask not. So that's just out there. Do what you need to do. Seek ye first the kingdom and everything that you do. Okay. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay. So I'm going to let you go. I love you once more. So, 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 so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.